Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. Owen. And we're very lucky to be welcomed, well, to be welcoming uh, Victoria Polly from BBC Radio Essex. Hello, Victoria. Hello, nice to be Nice to have you. Um, so a little slight change in format this evening um, and we'll be hearing from uh, Victoria uh, throughout the whole show. Um, I think um, it's worth mentioning um, the recent interactions we've had on Twitter. Thank you very much for all of your comments, um, especially over the course of the, the T20, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but if you're not already following us on uh, iTunes or Podbean, please do subscribe. Um, that would be fantastic. Hopefully we'll uh, um, have some more interactions from you soon. Um, but I think we, we just need to launch into it, don't we? T20, guys. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Kent, Lancashire. Wow. Should we start with Kent? I want to know first if Cheese cares me. Yeah, about. Do you care? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm very happy for the team to be where they are. And I said, you know, maybe we should make the trip to um, Birmingham for, for finals day. But win or lose, I'm still not like that into it. I'm still concerned about the county championship. I just, you know, it's nice to be like positive for the team, but it's just extra games getting in the way in my eyes. Yeah, I can't remember who said winning, winning's a habit. I can't remember who said that. Alex Ferguson? It might be, yeah. Yeah, but I hope that, that transfers that. Because it's been a bit of a down, didn't we, after the uh, Royal London One Day Cup where it was awful and then they sort of transferred that to the first few sessions of the championship. Hopefully, when we go to, we'll talk about it later, but when we go against uh, Warwickshire, it'll be full of enthusiasm. Everyone's on a higher, though, at the moment. It's been amazing. I think the interactions um, you've seen that are online, um, all the the media press, although uh, media press, that's a new phrase, isn't it? Um, the the coverage from the media has been uh, interesting. Except the BBC. Uh, so the BBC. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. <laughs> BBC Essex always never more. Hundred percent behind yeah. the team. I think every every before the start of every season, and particularly over the last couple of seasons as well. Um, after Essex won the, the county championship it was yes we want to win it again but this season in particular there was a real focus of yes we want to win the county championship again but we really want to up how we've done in the white ball and make progress in those competitions as well and you, you get swept up in that when, when John Fraga says that to you you feel like yes we're really going to do it and then I guess there was that disappointment after the one day cup that there had been all that hype around how Essex could do in it and then they didn't live up to expectations in that and perhaps before the last three or so games in the T20 competition as well you thought mm, it's going to be the same same old Essex T20 not quite making it how it has been for the last few years so I think the way that they have turned it around does does make you feel excited because they've against against the odds which we've seen quite a lot of in cricket yeah. Over the last few weeks as well, they've managed to do it. So, yeah, I think I'm excited to see what they can so do. So someone's got a much closer relationship than we've got with the club, mm. as in you've got one. So <laughs> um, is, is, is what you're seeing now reflecting what they, they've been talking about for months? Yeah, so I think really so. I think, by. yeah, the, what those conversations that we have at the start of the season about what are your ambitions for the season and... Yeah, them saying, well, we want to do well in the T20. And then Andre now coming in and saying that that was his particular focus as well, to particularly improve the the death bowling. And and he was very disappointed after the the one-day cup and how that went and wanted to make amends in the T20. And and the signings as well that they've brought in for the competition as well, I think that that has been 
that was their statement of what they wanted to do in the competition and yeah okay maybe we'd written them off this time even maybe this time last week but um there there you go it's all worked out so it's hard to do it any week isn't it i can't believe it's been a week it just feels like that there's been enough action to keep you going for almost the whole season <laughs> in in the space of a few days yeah we've you know. gone from being completely out of it to finals day yeah I don't think I've ever seen such a turnaround in such a short space of time. Because my plan for this podcast was to talk about how the washed out games against Morgan would cost us the two points needed to be into the quarterfinals, mm. but lo and behold, <laughs> without going through the semis. So. Everything came together nicely. And we thrashed the team at the top of the North group. Although we have been saying the entire time that both of the One Day Cup and the T20 that the South group is a lot harder to get out of than the North oh, yeah. group because you've got a lot, a lot of weak teams in the North. Whereas the South hasn't, apart from Morgan, there's no one that you. It's a genuinely everyone could beat everybody, isn't it? And that's how you saw the results go on Friday night, wasn't it? Where Essex needed to win and they needed other yeah. results to go their way and everything just worked out yeah. for them. So the night. atmosphere at Chelsea was amazing. I don't know if you went to the game, but it was incredible. Just yeah. over, over every part of chant. Yeah, I was listening to it on um, on online on BBC Essex and... Um, yeah, just to to hear it all unfold, and then at the end they crossed over to the the commentary of the the Glamorgan game as well to hear, oh, really? um, hear how that was all unfolding as well. So um, yeah, I don't think they could quite believe what was going on either. <laughs> we had people in the um, in the member. Uh, where do we go? When I go with you. Mm, we sit in the pavilion. Thank you. I lost the word there. <laughs> so, the people in the pavilion who it was a bit like being. Um, a test match you know you've got people there with their little radios and they're all sort of listening in and mm. they're sort of half tuning in and you know um and then some people were saying oh, don't tell me don't tell me don't want to know don't want to know just want to concentrate on this game mm. um well they weren't announcing it over the uh, talent were they, they didn't no. want the players being distracted yeah by. i heard that they, yeah. yeah it's like the last day of the football season where yeah. people are listening in <laughs> yeah. the stands so yeah. what other games are going on <laughs> there's a guy next to me quite amusing because he had to see he was checking on his phone but he had to have different glasses for his phone to the cricket <laughs> so he's just changing his glasses the entire whole time it was there <laughs> Funny sign. Yeah, yeah, I was amused. Okay. Should we start breaking them down? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that, cheese. Taking over my job. I am taking over your job. It's outrageous behaviour. Suddenly he cares about the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for someone who's been so, um, well, I think ambivalent oh, is a strong word. I went to the the Surrey Somerset game like before. It's like scouting it out. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> scouting out the potential path and going, yeah, we, this, we can do this. Um, and Somerset came out and just smashed like 80 off the first five overs and then threw it all away and Finch looked absolutely imperious and he smashed 100. And then I was like, oh, maybe we can't do this <laughs> after all because all of a sudden Surrey have pulled this massive result out. But then going into the game, we got Finch early and I think that was the, the catalyst to set up mm-hmm. on this run. Bowling was really strong. Yeah, I had a few... Um i got some friends who work at Surrey and they were, they were, they were really impressed with, uh, with Porter. Uh, obviously, Amir's one of the best ball in the world, so it comes with territory. But yeah, they're, they're saying how uh, Porter and uh, was it Cook that game? I can't stop my head now. Uh, I think so. Jesus, it might be Water. Be our fact checker. Oh, Water, yeah. But I was really was, um, what was nice actually was with the, the Surrey innings. So the first innings was that you obviously Surrey's got. Um, I don't really like it there because you've got a lot of people on work drinks who aren't really watching the cricket. But when Essex came, that last five overs of bowling and suddenly even the people who had spent the last three hours not interested at all suddenly were watching us you know win this game and I thought that that just 
Yeah, there was a, a change in the atmosphere. Yeah, it seems that like cricket's really come to it. Just cricket in general has really come to its own in this country now. People. Well, it's been a it's, summer of cricket, hasn't it? It's yeah. been you, you, you haven't been able to escape it, and people we've said this before. People who have traditionally not been into the game at all are suddenly now massive cricket fans, and you know it's 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 in school, it's at work, everyone's talking about it. Um, but but now it's it, it's it's Essex's summer of cricket. <laughs> They've got yeah. a chance to to build on everything else that's yeah. gone on, and just it would just be so amazing to 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 win the blast and and then go on to win the championship. But yeah, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Did we want to talk about the Lancashire game? Cause, we're oh, Kent first. Oh, we're Kent first. Oh, I've gone the wrong way around. Oh, I do apologise. Kent first. Jeez. Any thoughts? Bit of drama in that game. But, hey, there was a good period where Kent looked very comfortable and then all of a sudden... I was very uncomfortable for quite a, quite yeah. a few overs there, actually. They started fluffing their lines and we got right into this. And it's always nice being Kent. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same. Um, I don't think I was really confident until probably the last. Was Ravi again? I said we've got the Lancashire game, but when Ravi just just he's back in the team and just um, stormed it, and he's he's like the Ravi that I remember from say six years ago when he was on the fringes of England, or all the fringes he was in the England squad. So. Well, I was going to say about if you look at all three of those last games where Essex have. have pulled it off and you look at Ravi Bapara's scores in those games there's a bit of a, a correlation between how well Essex have done and, and what he's done and again in the story game as well Tender Scarter being there with him getting a big score same again last night and I think they're a strong partnership yeah and they're they're the the two experienced players and, and even though anything can happen you kind of feel when they're they're at the crease together, you feel that kind of safe. They can if they can stay yeah. in, you don't you, anything can happen when Essex can do anything. Really. I think it's Delport as well. That first over, I get very nervous because he seems that either like gets nothing, mm. like, I mean literally nothing, or fifty runs. There's no in between with him. Mm. Which is exactly what Sky News said last night. When they, when they <laughs> almost word for word, they I think they were listening to our podcast and then when they were they remember mm. that Essex were playing and they. Talked yeah. about <laughs> Yeah, which I thought actually was outrageous because there was a there's a moment. I don't know if you did, if you, did you did you say you watched it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that moment um, where they were doing the uh, the analysis at the end and it's Lancashire, 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 and then you, you suddenly see um, who was oh, who, who was commentating on the left? I can't remember who it was now. Graham uh, Onions was there. Graham Onions, that was it. And uh, he tilts his head and says, oh, oh yeah, but yes, we must remember to to, to talk about how it, it's not just uh, Lancashire's uh, uh, weaknesses, is it? It's uh, it's Essex's success, and, and it's, like, it's obvious that someone's said something, you know, well, and, beat, and all the um, abuse was coming through on Twitter, <laughs> all the timeline, but... Well, we beat, uh, two years ago, we beat uh, uh, Yorkshire in Yorkshire. two days, and yeah. the whole media was about, well, how, you, how why were Yorkshire so poor, not the fact that we had Mohammed Amir taking seven wickets. Anyway. <laughs> but like you say about Delport, I think... You, you remember that performance in the was it the second game Sorry of the competition game, yeah. where he just smashed it out of the park and then being really excited to then see what, what he could do next and then I remember going to the, the Hampshire game at the county ground and he was out first ball and, and like you say there's, there's maybe that kind of worry is he going to go big and get the yeah. runs or are you, are you going to end up seeing seeing that other side of him but it's nice that Harmer gave the th- faith in him that 
mm-hmm. you can yeah. play like this. It's a bit like the England cricket team, a one-day cricket team, isn't it? Where they, if you get a duck, but you've you've been trying to play the aggressive, explosive way, then we don't mind. It's it's if you're just prodding at it, we have a problem with it. Um, so it's nice to see that Harmer's given faith, saying, "Go out there, play your game. And if you get a duck, other bats will have to make up for it. But mm. we're not going to ostracise you for doing that, which is mm. nice. Yeah, it's very positive. Yeah. Also, the way that Essie's coming off the. So when I sat with you for the at the members bit, it was nice when you, you see the players coming off and they've got beaming smiles and they haven't seen that for ages. Mm. It's been really nice. There's a really yeah. nice video of last night as well, them celebrating uh, after the final ball on the um, balcony, which is, is nice to see. Oh, the well. one, the side on shot? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. lovely, isn't it? Yeah, they just explode with excitement <laughs> and there's the hugs. Oh, it's so nice. Um, it'd just be nice to, 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 to see that kind of level of positivity going forwards in uh, both formats but there you go um, is there anything else we wanted to say about uh, Lancashire oh Lancashire yeah, yeah. Um, at all well, that's real drama because that because to be honest with you, I, I, I was on I don't know about anyone else here but I, I was on the edge of my seat um, you know shouting at the TV and I'm not really I'm not a shout at the TV kind <laughs> of person um, but uh, you know when when the Duck with Lewis when it kept changing it's like oh Oh God! I'd either just rain or just smack it out of the park. You know, <laughs> we need one of these two things. So I, mean, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic mm. for display. I think also that a lot of people say when they look at Essex's prowess, like with when we for the Surrey game that Victoria mentioned, where you know we got a run rate fifteen, which is high to have run rate T twenty cricket, isn't it? Mm. But they they say that, oh they say chance was a small ground and that's why you can get these massive scores. But then to do the same thing at Durham's a much much bigger ground. Mm. Uh, to, to for Papara and Tendo still to be to be just tanking it out of the park was um, really was, impressive. Was, was brilliant, yeah. I think, and we restricted also we restricted Lancashire to only one six in the entire in their entire innings, which is for T Twenty is that's pretty special. It shows that we. I think I, I think Harm has developed as a captain over this thing. I don't think he's personally that he's started very well. He's in the race. Um, the ones we got thrashed on, you seem to have a very set mentality. Like this is this is how. Like the bowling's already been sorted out before we go on the pitch, and mm. no matter what happens in the game, this is what the bowling's going to be. To now, we've got the more of the same confidence in the bowling we have with our championship red ball cricket into our white ball, where you've got everyone's firing on all cylinders, everyone's looking confident. Um, even our Walter, who was wasn't brilliant in the uh, Royal London Cup. Yeah, and he he didn't really come in until. Yeah little way in did he but like you say there's sort of been those tweaks as they've gone through yeah. to, to kind of make things change and I think as well last night there were the points where you sort of maybe felt that it was just going to be a little bit of out of Essex's reach when Delport got out and then when we to yeah. run out and the Lawrence did he really need to to go big at that point and you thought oh they've, they've probably thrown it away at these points but at the same time, if you look down the, the batting order and you do see the likes of Tendiscarta and Papara still to come, you do think, well, if they say that Essex could potentially do it. And at the same time as those things not go in Essex's ways, then Lancashire, the, the drop catch, the one that went over on the yeah, boundary, yeah. Like those, those things as well, it did in the end just work in their favour. Yeah. Yeah, was, I think I was a bit nervous three overs to go mm. and then when Papara and yes, hit that, that six off the penalty ball the 17th over or 18th over 18th, 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 18th over yeah. that's when I saw my heart rate went back down to normal thinking mm. 23 off two overs is in this day of cricket, age of cricket is 
It's doable, yeah. but to do it in that manner as well, it's just like six, six. Yeah. yeah. I'll have another one. Yeah. Like it was a, a great final flurry to to really see us yeah. over the line. Like the confidence at the death. Yeah. It's a really good sign, like moving forwards. Yeah. Well, it was a nice interview with Tendo on the uh, Essex TV YouTube channel, and he was saying how they had a little chat, and Ravi just said, like, we're going for it, that it's over. We're not going to go to this 20th over. Mm. We're going to get this done. Which is, I guess, is nice to see that confidence in him. Yeah, and I was listening to, to what he had to say to, to BBC Sport as well, obviously. And uh, Ravi said about how he'd really been working not just on his um, ability to slog, as he called it, sixes, but just to actually place those boundaries and, and find the right yeah. points to, to play the shots as well. Um, and he also talked about, you know, having been in and out the side um, throughout the competition, but pleased that he could be the, the hero for Essex last yeah. night. Is his contract up soon? Yes. I wonder why he's... It's strange in the middle of a tournament to suddenly be airing agreements very publicly, unless you're trying to... I, cause I remember, like, the, wasn't it Foster who wanted a two-year contract off one? He said, oh, well, walking then. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe similar situation where he's been 34 years old. 34. Yeah, yeah well, I think the... The thing for the players, the, the slightly older players like Bapara and Tendus Carter is I think often, I think Bapara was a one-year contract extension last okay. season as well, so I don't know how Essex work it. Yeah, and like you say, yeah. that James Foster was offered the one-year, wanted the two, and that's that's where why he went. But there, there was a number of Essex players who were out of contract this season. It's been good to see one yeah. by one them slowly sign their their contracts so. I do see a hesitation of the, of the contract thing with, with the club because if you look back on our history we've lost two in my moment two very good players because the older players blocked their path so you've got obviously Ben Folks mm-hmm. Foster um, was not going anywhere and he decided to move to Surrey to get some games and then way back to the 90s with Nick Knight moving to Warwickshire because Graham Gooch mm. wasn't going anywhere he wanted to get first team cricket yeah. so I see Adam Weeter did that for a little exactly, time as well yeah. didn't he so and uh, Chopra as well came back. Yeah, but it's, it's I understand why Essex are, for a small club are very concerned. We don't want to lose because we've got a lot of very good quality players coming through, and you don't want to lose them because you've got the likes of. Mm. I don't want to lose Tender and Babara and yeah. the older ones because they, they know. You need the experienced head, but at the same time you've got to you've got to try like to toe that balance between letting young players play enough games. Yeah, kind of strange we've signed an, another bowler. This, you know, from the academy. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, lost some, oh, it's gone. Now. Are you thinking of uh, Ben Allison? Yeah, he's gone on loan now, hasn't he? Yes, yeah, to Gloucestershire. Yeah. Um, he's a yeah. He's a, uh, ben Allison. I've seen him sort of uh, actually <laughs> used to score for the North Essex under 11s when he played for them. Okay. So I feel quite old now seeing him come through the Essex ranks. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really positive to see him and the likes of Will Buttleman getting offered those those yeah. professional contracts um, shows that Essex is developing its homegrown talent and bringing them through and and hopefully there are the opportunities for them. I think also him being sent out to Gloucestershire on loan is a sign that they want him to have that that experience as well, that championship experience. Um, and for Bottleman as well, it's the, the wicket-keeping mm-hmm. you've got. But, uh, but like you say, you, you've had instances in the past where is there the opportunities for them to get in you've got Weeter and Pepper as well yeah. um, so I guess it'll be a case of, of seeing how they fit into the makeup. but they're still very young yeah. players at the moment but it's good for them to, to be around it as, as early as possible so that if they are called upon at some point it's not a, a massive 
step up and shop for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Got to worry with the gap between first and second team cricket. Mm. I think the final in Division 2 wasn't a big deal, but you see people at Bottom and hitting it everywhere, and Nature hitting it everywhere in the second, and then they come up to the first and just, well, I don't know whether it's nerves or anything, but... It's that fine margin, isn't it? It's that, like, two or three miles an hour quicker that you, that you just don't appreciate when yeah. you're that level down. That makes it a lot tougher. Did Not you see the uh, score, the second score against Kent last week? Yeah, chop for a 200-odd, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? It's great to see we've got so much talent. Yeah. The week as well, like, you think most teams, they lose Siddle to international call-ups, you'd panic, but like, I'm not really that bothered. We've got yeah. enough bowling to replace him. Yeah. Um, I think that with the batting as well, two injuries I'd worry about, but one, I think we can cope with it. Yeah. Are you uh, still confident bowling-wise when it comes to county championship as well? Uh, yeah, I've always been a big... Ever since I saw Aaron Beard first practice on the outfield during the intervals a few years ago, I thought this guy's got... I mean, he was swinging it nicely, it was good pace. So I've always been a big fan of him, and it's lovely to see him making more of a contribution to the first team this season. I think Sam Cook's really come to his own this year. I think he's. A, a, I don't think he's a prospect anymore. He's. I think he's. He's now a legitimate first team player. Uh, Porter last two seasons has been to the one of the best kind of championship bowlers in the. In. And you got um, Harmer as well, and mm-hmm. Dan Lawrence isn't a bad part time spinner. So I, I don't think our bowling's. Mm. We only need about four bowlers for county championship. <laughs> it's just our batting, but hopefully it's improved in two well, I think that's, that that segues quite neatly then with the next question. So, yeah, we've 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 talked about um, our performance in T Twenty, and obviously we've got finals day looking ahead. Um, is depending on the outcome, is it going to disrupt the championship? Uh, and how do we think we're going to do? I think the championship will disrupt the finals day. It's two weeks of finals day, isn't it? We've got yeah, two Red Bull games. 21st of yeah. September. So it's the, the Saturday before the final game against Somerset. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got that Warwickshire and Surrey in before, and then we go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of our, we're not one of these teams, we've got two squads, so we've got half the team play in both formats, haven't they? So uh, I think if you look at our championship season, it's our batting that's let us down a bit. Our bowling is. Not, yeah, we haven't got to worry about it at all. We can, get, yeah. we can take 20 wickets easily. But it's our batting, you sometimes worry have we got enough, like the Kent. Kent game was in strangely in between the in the middle of T Twenty season. Yeah, I don't know why ECB did that, but um, yeah, it just this. It's, it's, uh, I think hopefully our the T Twenty the confidence of our batting will translate into championship. But then it's like when you when you go out jogging, isn't it? It's very easy to slow down to a new pace, but then the build yourself back up is really hard. I think I worry about for our chance in the semi finals that that I want to win the championship more than T Twenty. So I don't know. Yeah, I think probably whether this is the same from a club perspective as well, but I think there is still that thing that the championship has, winning that has more more weight. And I wouldn't, I think I would like to, whatever happens in the circumstances, I, I, would, I want to see Essex yeah. win whatever they can. Um, but you wouldn't want to look back on it and think, have have they would it have been different had they not done this or yes. had they not made that final but I think just just to see them having made finals day for the first time in what was yeah. it six years or so um, 2013 yeah, um, that, that it's, it's good like I said earlier that 
they've come out and said this is what we want to do this season and to to a degree they've that they've all managed managed to get to finals there at least so so that's it, a good thing um but but yeah hopefully it won't distract from from county championship yeah i think we've got a chance of being one of the best one of the squads of the championship like ever mm. like if not many teams win it twice in three years you've got if you think you look back to the great yorkshire team and stuff they're they're one of the few teams you can say they're consistently good over a five-year period I think Essex, the squad they've got, and the fact we've got a lot of young players coming through who are already performing, I think we could become one of those squads where you look back in 20 years' time and go, what a team that was. Mm. But you need a silhouette about that, otherwise people forget. Yeah. Apart from diehards. <laughs> well, you're never going to forget, are you? Alzheimer's. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> talk about bringing the tone down. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Okay. <laughs> um, so we've got, we've got Warwickshire away and Surrey at home first. So what are our thoughts about how those are going to go? Warwickshire should be fine. They, I think, shouldn't pose too much of a threat off of current form. Sorry. Uh, I think Warwickshire, do they care? I think they do care. They, they seem to be like, oh yeah, we'll move it to Warwickshire, then we'll, we'll swap the fixtures around. And now they're saying, oh, if you're Essex fan, just come in for free. Like, we don't, we don't need your money. Um, it seems as if, like, they're very much a, a white ball club. And, like, the Red Bulls... They met their CEO once. It was on a management training course. I changed leadership, and he came. He he gave us a talk about transforming Warwickshire from a struggling county championship club to a, a profitable company. And he called he calls Warwickshire a conference venue that happens to have a cricket team. And it, for me, it seems like they like the glam. They like the what they like the stuff that sells out. So they like selling out like the the England matches, the T Twenty matches where they do the back to back with the with the women, and they they get. You know, twenty thousand people in with a championship with a crowd of five thousand. I'm not sure they're too bothered by it. First, that's my perception from the, from the, <laughs> from the outside. I think uh, you you sound very confident, Owen, about the bowling and yeah. that you're not not worried about the lack of sit. I'll be interested to see because obviously for that the random Kent game in the middle of the <laughs> the T Twenty, obviously Amir came in and played his last yeah. red ball game. Um, so it'll just be interested to see how they balance out that, that bowling unit and who they, how they... Have you had anyone, any mention the club about bringing other overseas players and now we've lost Siddle? Well, I mean, I think they would have known quite early on that he wasn't, wasn't going to be around for for the last few games. And I, I did wonder when Amir, it was announced that Amir yeah. was going to come in for that Kent game, I did wonder whether maybe if it went well that he would then, when stay on, but that he obviously hasn't, hasn't that hasn't happened and he then didn't play in the quarterfinals of the, the T20 yeah. either so um I would have thought if that was to happen it, it may have already have happened by yeah. now um or, or perhaps like they've got the same viewpoint as you that they've, they've got the, all the bowlers that they that they need um but I would imagine that 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 would be you would be allowed to do that having lost your, yeah. your yeah. overseas bowler too you, I don't know if the Caribbean cricket Premier League just started, which is a bit of a hindrance to that happening because mm. all the pop players are playing over there. And yeah. but we, I just thought, it'd be to bring in uh, a, a star batsman yeah. like we did last year for the for the surrogate, um, where it would just be great just to boost her. Mm. But maybe they're thinking of the, the, the if you don't need to spend the money, why spend the money? So yeah. I think there's enough quality in the side to to see us through, like at all levels. It's just going to be a bit nip and tuck if someone gets injured mm-hmm. throughout the race 
And Somerset does pay, oh, so England are going to pay with Somerset, aren't they? So they've called up. Called up Everton. Over to an Anne Leach. Mm. So that's, that's helped us a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very good news there. Okay, so sorry then. Genuinely, like, uh, we've got, I'm... when was the last time we lost at home? <sighs> yeah. It is Fortress Chelmsford. Yeah, the brand actually works for that. Course. I don't know, but I always, even even though we've got the 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 history of 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 winning at home, yeah, and we've pulled out of the bag with Surrey several times. Whenever I see when it, the build up to a Surrey fixture, I always get very anxious. Because their squad. Mm. Yeah, because their squad. I just on paper it's just so intimidating. Yeah. You know, you go through the names and you think, oh no. Um, so so for me, I, I can't I can't shift that mindset. Yeah. I'm struggling. They lost Curran, haven't they? So he's he's out of the squad now. So mm. England's called him up. But they've still got yeah people like folks etc. Great depth to that team. Yeah. Mm. I just hope that they don't do an Essex and suddenly last three games just come into their own and and actually achieve the potential they they should have on paper. Yeah. But but they're out of the race. And they're out of like. You've still got pride, haven't you? You're a professional sportsman, they want to win everything. You don't, you don't get to that level without having a drive. To you see it in the Premiership, though, don't you? Like, as soon as pretty much everything's done and your season's over, people just go on holiday. <laughs> and we've like, like three weeks of the season left, pretty and much. It's like, cold. And it's cold. It's cold. I think Surrey like, might just be like, oh yeah, let's just get this done. Not as cold as that game at... The oh, Oval at the start of the season. I remember sitting there with the coat, scarf, gloves, everything on. In the drizzle. And then they just battered out for the draw. And there was that the random uh, ending where um, Surrey declared and then we came out with uh, Sir Alistair Cook and Jamie Porter to open the batting and they just did an over. And then off they went. I think, yeah. I think Burns bowled the over as well, maybe. I think it was. Yeah. And then uh, that was it, and that was the draw. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels like a very long time ago now. I was thinking a bit of a rivalry between Surrey and Essex. Mm. I know with the big one they build up for is the Kent, the Essex one, but I always feel, I always feel oh, these games yeah. have got a bit more in them. Than I agree. Like, I always feel like the mm. Surrey games mean a little bit more than the, the Kent games. Like They almost feel like the natural rivals rather than Kent, which sometimes feel a little bit manufactured. It's so easy to get to and from, isn't it? With the. Yeah. The train stuff, I guess, the, you get a lot more away fans at both fixtures. Whereas Kent is a bit awkward to get to, isn't it, as you drive? Mm. That is true. But I'm confident, I'm very confident. Okay. Hopefully, in two weeks' time, we're talking about us. We'll still be at five points clear at the top. I can't see Somerset really dropping. Okay, so that's your prediction, is it? Five I think it'll go, to the, it'll go to the. I think mean, it goes to the last it game. It goes to the last game. I think we'll both get two wins from two. <laughs> I don't like to be overconfident. I always. I always have a pick of my head that anything can happen and yeah I don't know how to call it before the games but um, yeah I think I think it will go to the final game and <laughs> quote my sports editor uh, um, when the Kent game was happening um, and we it, it got down to the wire and it was so so close um, we were talking about it on the air um, before Essex had won it but he, he said, if Essex win this game against Kent, they will win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> so we're holding him to that. Cool. Um, but I think that, that winning in that, that circumstance, in that county championship game where you, you thought 
when they got bowled out, but then for them to to do exactly the same to Kent and then to them be batting like they were at the end, that is the sign of a a team that is a winning mm-hmm. team. And like you said earlier, winning is a habit. And if they can do that then, you'd hope that when they're going to come up against the likes of Warwickshire and sorry that everything will go as, as it has done for them. Yeah. So. Well, so we're very damp September as well. So I'll, even that club level, I'm noticing the ball is swinging a lot more <laughs> than, than it did a month ago. And at a mm-hmm. professional level, it must be just going around corners at the moment. Um, so I think with, the, with our opening pair of Cook and Porter, that I think just, just with the conditions, it's always in the favour of Essex's start of play, where, where we just... I think it, was, it, it seems as long as the batsmen get 200 runs, that's, that's a com- that's, and most teams would be nervous with that, but I think Essex is quite comfortable going. We can, we can defend 200 easily. Yeah. Mm. They've all been fairly low... Mm. Well, I say low scoring, but there's nothing really that sticks out too high scores in this season. It has been a case of either restricting whoever has been batting first, or you thought, or oh, is that a high enough score from Essex? And then they've just gone and bowled yeah. them out, or even less. So, mm. yeah, interesting. Somerset's running; it's tougher as well. Like, is it? I'm not sure. Yorkshire's the next game, and Yorkshire aren't out of it, so. Yeah, there's a banana skin there, and then they've got Hampshire, and then they've got us. So they're playing like three of the top five to end it, and we're playing the lower end. So potentially they they might drop it, but I can't see it. I feel like this whole season is boiling down to that, that final game. Well, someone said bottled it, what, twice in a row now? They've never won one. I find that strange to believe it. A club that you think is one of the, the established clubs of Victorian heritage, older than Essex, I believe. Never won. Mm. Yeah. I think it's them in Derbyshire, isn't it? That I never won. Yeah, it's, it's a two mm. or three. Yeah, I can never remember. It's a it's a great pub quiz question, but yeah, I can never yeah. remember the answers. <laughs> <laughs> the things that like how old the championship is that it's surprising that no, there's only so a very few metal teams in it. You think everyone have had one chance at, which in the old days was one massive division. Mm. Well, I guess we'll just keep our fingers crossed and. Um, see what the conversation about it is like in two weeks time um so victoria yes. um thank you for joining us um you're not off the hook yet i'm afraid it's it's Rwenge for the last time we saw you uh, so but it's not too terrible i promise so okay. just a few quick fire questions okay for you. okay <laughs> about me or about, about well, we have to, we have to just see right? okay we'll just see um no scary i promise um no so first question um what are your best and worst um what would be your best and worst uh, grounds to commentate from oh um I'd love to commentate at Lords, uh, just because it's it's Lords, isn't it? It's the home <laughs> yeah, of cricket. Yeah. Um, and whenever I've been to Lords, I've seen the, the, the you've got the big the big media centre. Um, worst, I don't know. <laughs> Is that you just you being nice there? <laughs> uh, well, no, just anywhere cold really. But um, I, I can't think view wise where I've thought, oh, I wouldn't want to have to. Although actually saying that, I remember at the Oval, it's quite, I don't know what it, I've never been up there, so I don't know what the view is like from up there, but it always looked really far yeah. away, so maybe there. But yeah. Cheese. <laughs> who is your favourite Essex player and why? Well, I think uh, I have to go with Sir Alistair Cook, um, because he, as 
I was growing up, he was the, the player not only for Essex but for England as well, who was sort of doing great things and, and really captured my imagination to get into cricket. So as he's still playing, we'll go for him. Lovely choice. Roger Rani would have also been an acceptable answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a really left field one that we have to sort of go through the archive. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I've been interviewing all the 1979 players, so I could yeah. have maybe gone for one of them. But. Well, you know that when they do that camera thing around the ground on the T20 matches? I always wanted to get interviewed by that person doing it, just to give a really obscure answer <laughs> to see his face. Anyway. Um, so as being the media, uh, who's the most famous person you ever met? Um... Famous person I've ever met. Well, I guess sporting wise, I refer to my previous answer, Sir Alistair Cook, um, Graham Gooch. Uh, cricket wise, those are probably my, my biggest ones and my most sort of proudest interviews that I've done, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is there someone who you'd really love to interview who you've never had the chance to? Uh, yeah, I think just anyone really associated with. England and uh, some of the greats. Uh, I think like, it would be really interesting to hear from, I don't know, like someone like Sachin Tendulkar or just anyone you think of when you think of the greatest, greatest. But I think I'm really, I'm really lucky that some of the greatest England players also have happened to be <laughs> Essex players as well. Yeah. So I've managed to, to speak to them um, as part of what I've done already. But um, yeah, just being able to, I think... Straight away from cricket, I'd love to interview someone like David Beckham. Like, just really? because, again, like someone who was I watched as a child and then have then gone on to see do great things and then sit, maybe sit back and be reflective on what they've done. On the side, we don't have this. Have you ever been to an interview where you thought, I'm not sure I'm up for this? Like, someone like Sakin Jogger, I might just think I might just freeze up in front of him. Yeah, also, I think, like I just mentioned about. Um, during around the wicket over the summer we did the 1979 special because it was the 40th anniversary and all through that I was very aware that I was not born in 1979 I don't remember it and so I was very conscious that I really needed to do my homework to make sure I had done my research and I knew what I was talking about but you kind of do feel a bit like well it's very obvious I'm not going to pretend that I I was around and I do remember it but um you sort of worry like have I got all the right details because they are the people that were there, they were living it, and you want to make sure that you don't sort of get anything wrong, I guess. So, yeah, lots of watching of YouTube of the um, highlights of the 1979 games, yeah. <laughs> does sound really interesting. Um, we've got like, one last question for you. It's okay. A little bit harder. But, um, so, you've got your own show, but um, would you rather have <laughs> your own primetime show on BBC Essex mm-hmm. or be a pundit on Five Live <laughs> uh, what do like, prime time sports show or I like breakfast or drive time I want everyone listens to in Essex uh, I'd rather be doing sport sorry <laughs> BBC Essex <laughs> no, so sport is sport is my passion so anything that I can do where I'm doing sport means I don't really feel like I'm working so. oh. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Is that well, a bit cheesy? No, but we, no, we like a bit of cheese on the show, <laughs> don't we? So, um, forgive the pun. Um, but thank you for, for joining us on the show, Victoria, um, from Around the Wicket um, on BBC Radio 6. We've really enjoyed it. Um, and obviously, if you've, uh, if you've tuned in today, thank you very much. Um, 
and keep an eye on Twitter. We will see you next time.